At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead. With free battery testing and charging, we can help you get back on the road. So what if I need a new one? We have the right Duralast battery for you, only at AutoZone. And what about my old battery? We can recycle it right here at America's number one battery destination. Restrictions apply. Hey, Coach, how are you? Good, Patty, how are you? Good. Hope you had a wonderful holiday. Same I have to you. A, a, thank you. I appreciate it. I have a couple for you, if I may. Sure. Um, I wanted to start off by asking you about um, the situation over the weekend. After a loss, usually, you know, you, it's go back to work and whatnot. But in, in this case, you did. Your team stood toe to toe with the Minnesota Vikings, the best, the second best team in the NFC. Is there something that you can take away from that in terms of? extra confidence perhaps in knowing that you you know you were able to stand toe-to-toe and use it as a litmus test so to speak no i'd say we, we try to do the same thing each week patty we go back and look at some of the things we did well some of the things we can improve on and you know get ready for for this week um you know try to be as consistent as we can with it uh, i don't think you're ever happy or satisfied after a loss in, in really any shape or form so uh, but you know you have to Go back, review it, um, correct the things you need to correct, and get ready for next week. And then I'd like to ask you about Isaiah Hodgins. A lot of people talk about how he had familiarity with the system that you're currently running. But the other aspect of it is you have to build chemistry between a receiver and a quarterback. And Isaiah seems to have done that very quickly with Daniel. What do you attribute that to? I think he's smart, tough, dependable. Um, He works extremely hard. You know, in between periods, you know, he's usually thrown there with Daniel on a variety of routes or they're talking about things that, you know, we've installed and and make sure that he sees it through the eyes of a quarterback. Um, so he's done a good job for us uh, since he's been here. Thank you, Coach. Yeah, you got it. Bruce, back. Brian, hope you had a Merry Christmas. Same to you. What do you think of your fans this year, and what would it mean to win a big game this weekend in front of them? Uh, they've been outstanding. Um, very thankful for all the support that our organization gets. Um, the following, uh, look, we we work extremely hard each week to to put a good product on the field, and um, you know one of the reasons is you know for our fan base. Um, so to you know play at home. Um, in late December, uh, an important game. Um, you know, it's it's important to us. I know it's important to them, and we'll do everything we can do to, to be ready to go. Thank you. Yep. 
Bob broke over. Hey, Brian. Hey, Bob. Um, just one quick thing. Uh, any more news on Aziz or any other any other thing crop up in the last few days? Um, no, I'd say, you know, normal bumps and bruises. I think Aziz has got treatment the last couple of days. We'll see where he's at, you know, tomorrow, the next day, all the way through Friday. And, you know, we'll see if he's, uh, if he's able to go. Um, but we, have, we have really haven't done anything these last couple of days. So, you know, we'll see. Okay. Did you get to talk to him after the game? It seemed like he held out some hope that this wasn't going to be that bad. Yeah, no, I think I think he's he's improved from where he was, and uh, we'll go here these next couple of days and, and see where he's at. Uh, the other thing I want to ask you is, so it's always the biggest game because it's the next game, but obviously this game right in front of you is the is the a chance to be in the playoffs, regardless of what else happens anywhere else. Uh, do you make that point to them this week that this is a playoff game more or less? No, it's our next game. I think everybody knows. I mean, I think everybody knows what you just said. But you know, where we what we can control is again the same stuff we try to control each week is making sure we're prepared, ready to go, and, and go out there and put our best foot forward. And the, the one last thing is, uh, you get to watch the team that you have to play this week tonight, uh, and it's, they're going to start Nick Foles. Um, how close do you watch that game? How strange is it that you might have to play Foles, who hasn't played all really all season? Um, and hasn't played the last two seasons. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, certainly we'll watch that game. We'll watch it on television. We'll watch it when we get the coaches tape in. And again, your job as a coach and a player is to prepare for you know whoever you're going to face. Um, so that's what we'll have to do. Thank you. Yep, you got it. Brian Donlevy. Hey, Brian. How are you? Good, Ryan. How are you? Good. A uh, couple. I got three things for you. McKinney and Adori. Uh, any chance they're, you know, limited in practice, back on the field this week, trending towards playing, or same same as where they've been. Uh, X. I, I don't have enough to give to you. I think Adori's making uh, progress in the right direction. Again, where that is, I think we'll see by the end of the week. But uh, definitely, he's making progress. So there's a chance. So see by the end of the week. So there's a chance. Yep. We'll see by the end of the week. Yep. Okay. Um, Saquon's fourth quarter runs the last couple of days. I mean, you made. I felt like you made a point after the Washington game of saying he ran like a power back, which oftentimes critics of him say he doesn't. And then he certainly did on that fourth quarter touchdown run against Indy. What have you uh, against Minnesota? What have you seen from him specifically in the fourth quarter? with uh, maybe kicking into another gear and lowering his shoulder. Yeah, no, I, I, look, Saquon's done a good job for us all year. Um, he runs hard. I think he makes good decisions with the ball and where to run it, and he's a talented player. So, um, I mean, he's one of our better players. So, you know, good players have to play well, particularly in the fourth quarter of close games. And then the last thing to follow up on, Bob, like you said, everybody knows it, that it's a, you know, it's a win-and-in kind of game. How do you, you've been in enough of those, you know, in your career with other places? You really don't approach it any differently. You really kind of ignore the elephant in the room with the guys. I know that's your public message, but with the guys, you really just keep it biggest game, next game. You don't have to address, you know, the elephant in the room that there's a little more meaning. Control your own destiny this game where you didn't have that against Washington or Minnesota. I, I think we just try to control our own destiny each week by trying to, to win a game. Um, and the goal is always to try to go one and zero, 
and that'll be no different this week. Thanks, Brian. You got it. Paul Schwartz. Hey, Brian. Hey, Paul. Hey, um, I'm going to try to crack this nut a little more about the playoffs and things. Um, just as far as you've been, you've been around so many different teams that at this point of the season, they've been out of it, right? Um, you know, playing for pride, as they say. Teams that have clinched, teams that are in your situation where there's, you know, a chance whether you win or you need help, that kind of thing. Do you, have you noticed that um, this time of year is a different motivator um, often for teams? Teams that are out of it, maybe the coach has to, you know, let's let's you know finish strong. And teams that are in it, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it's no, not I know, the I know same. what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, you know, as a professional, we all have a job to do, and you take a lot of pride in your work, um, regardless of where you're at the season, what the records are. I mean, everybody's a professional in this business. Uh, myself, the coaches, the players, the scouts, you guys, we're all professionals. And I think the best thing you can do is just control what you can control, which is the things you need to control this week. Um, all the other things, I mean, there's no real sense in, I mean, everybody knows what, what the game is this week. Um, I think what's the most important is, you know, how do we improve our blocking, our decision-making, getting off blocks, our tackling, um, our units, our like everything, all all that stuff is really what matters, and that's where our focus needs to be. Have you found in your um, experience as a coordinator and, and a, you know an assistant, and maybe you know in this time as a head coach, that when you're trying to get them to you know concentrate on different blocks, concentrate on coverage, concentrate on all the little things you think are important to win a game, that their ears are open wider now because of what could come next, as opposed to they know in two weeks they're going home and that's it. Yeah, I think I think that's you know you bring the right type of people in your organization who, again, are professionals. Um, you know, this is important to all of us. This is our our jobs, uh, and I think that when you have the right people in your building, again, regardless of your record or anything like that, you know, you're you want to go out there and and put your best foot forward and do everything you can do to win that week. Thanks, Brian. You got it. Ed Valentine. Hey Brian, I've got uh, I've got two for you. Okay, Ed. Uh, the first is sort of a bigger picture question. You guys are in position to clinch a playoff spot, but not a lot of people expected that this year. Um, did you? You know, I guess the way I want to ask it is: Did you expect it? And, and to what do you attribute? You know, the, the success that you've had so far. Yeah, I think when you when you start out, um, you know, this is our first year uh, trying to implement our systems and, you know, put together the best team we can possibly put together um, and go out there and do everything we can do each day to, to win that day. Um, and if you do that and concentrate on those things, then, you know, you know hopefully the results will come. Uh, they don't always come. I've said that before. We've seen that. Um, obviously this year, but, you know, focus on the things that are important and, you know, hopefully you get the results that you're working hard to get um, and constantly monitor, you know, really everything, um, whether it's scheme, decision-making, practice habits, um, you know, you evaluate the film and correct the mistakes that you got to make. I mean, those are the things that, that I focus on um, and I think that our coaches focus on and that trickles down to the players um, 
focusing on the things that they can control. And just the second thing I wanted to ask you about is, is a player. Since he's come back from the uh, sprained MCL, Evan Neal seems to have really had some struggles, in, uh, especially in pass protection. What are you seeing from Evan um, over the last uh, the last couple of games, and where do you think he really needs to get better the final couple of weeks? I'd say Evan's improved since he's gotten here. Um, and really, you know, all of us can continue to improve and you know get better in the things that we need to get better in. Um, you know, not just Evan, really everybody on our team, starting with the coaches all the way down to our players, and that's what we'll try to to work on. Uh, but you know, he's smart, he's tough, he's dependable. Um, you know, he's done a lot of good things, too. Thank you. Yep. Jordan Renan. Hey, Brian, what's going on? Hey, Jordan, how are you? Hey, uh, just real quick on Adora, you said uh, you're going to see by the end of the week. It sounded like you're at least anticipating him practicing this week. Is that is that a fair assumption there? Uh, I'd say we'll see on that. Um, again, each week he's gotten progressively better. Tomorrow will be a, a walkthrough, um, so uh, we'll see where he's at with the trainers and the stuff, the rehabbing that he's doing, and then you know by the end of the week we'll see. You know maybe he will be, maybe he won't. I think it's too early to to give you that answer. And then um, I'm curious where making the playoffs was or was it on your list of goals? Like you're, obviously you're trying to build a program here, right? In year one, where was making the list on the on your list of goals or was it even a goal for you yeah no i just say we try to you know we again we try to win each day um, i think if you stack good days together and that leads to good weeks you know as you keep going throughout the season you know you improve and um you know just improving i'd say overall uh, our play our coaching you know keep doing that all the way through um but certainly you want to try to win every game you play jordan so uh, thankful for the position that we're in, um, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done, and you know it starts this week, just like every other week we've had. So then, is there a bonus, kind of, for uh, you know, like a peripheral benefit, sort of, to make if you do make the playoffs? That like, hey, you know, we're we're trying to build something here. At least our guys do gain experience, right? I know maybe you didn't specify that at the start, but do you see the benefit, or do you feel there is a big benefit? To yeah. be able to make it or have that experience for your guys? Yeah, I don't even think that far down the road. I just think let's let's get ready to play, you know, the Colts and do the things we need to do this week to, to put ourselves in good position. Art Stapleton. Hey, Brian. Hope you're well. Hey, Art. Same to you. Thanks. Uh, you know, you've been very clear about your philosophy you know, really the entire season, but especially the last couple of weeks when we keep asking you about bigger game, bigger game, bigger game. How much of that for you in, in year one uh, is knowing this team and the homework you put into the players on this team, seeing how this team reacts and knowing what, what really this locker room needs as opposed to what you may think, you know, another team three years from now might, might need in this situation. That's a good question. Um, I think every team that I've been part of is certainly different. Um, obviously, this is my first year as a head coach, so it's not just dealing with a position group or the offensive side of the ball. I think you're 
You know, in this position, you're constantly trying to get a feel for your, your players, your team, um, things you can talk to them about. Uh, but I'd say the one thing that I just fall back on, Art, is, you know, in all the years that, that I've been doing this, I think being consistent and focusing on the things you can control, which, you know, I know is a, a boring answer, but it's the truth. Um, that's all we really can do. Thinking about what's going to go on a week from now or two weeks or what happened five weeks ago, I think you learn lessons from those things that happened in the past. And, you know, I certainly have in my, you know, years of coaching football and watching how different coaches do it and watching how different teams react. But every team is different. Every season is different. Heck, every week is different. Um, so, you know, what I've learned and what I try to approach, not just, you know, I'd say in this business, but each day is to just try to win the day. Thanks. Yep. We'll take two more. Tom Canavan. Hey, Brian. How you doing? Good, Tom. How are you? Good. Hope you had a good holiday. Same to you. Um, Quick question, and this is kind of non-football question. You were in the hotel, I assume, on Friday night. And when did you hear about a shooting at the mall? When did you get concerned about your players? I mean, or did you find everything after it was all over or what? No, I heard about it as it was, as it was going on. Um, and I'd say that the communication from our security department with with Jerry Mead and uh, James Ryan and, and the rest of everybody that was involved in that that and Laura Young who I've you know can't say enough good things about um, just letting everybody know kind of what's going on where people are making sure you know when you have a situation like that the the number one thing that goes through everybody's mind is just the, the safety of of really everybody involved and and for me it was. You know, being a head coach, you're, you're concerned about really everybody in the organization, making sure that everybody's safe. Um, so the communication between uh, the people that were in the mall um, with L.Y. and L.Y. to Jerry and James Ryan, and those people did a fantastic job. And, um, you know, soon after or during the middle, I can't tell you the time, Tom, you know, I got a message that, you know, it seemed like every two minutes there was a, an update of, okay, running backs all accounted for, uh, tight ends, uh, coaches, and, and um, by the end of, you know, whatever time it was, you know, L.Y. sent everybody's accounted for in a hotel, safe, and, um, you know, those people did a great job. Was there anybody ever near the shooting or in danger? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Last one here, Bob Brookover. Uh, I'll give this another chance, one last chance, and we'll be done. Uh, what would it mean? Body blows, you, Bob. Body blows. What's that? Body blows. <laughs> what would it mean to you um, to make the playoffs in your first year? Just simply that question. Yeah, we're not we're not in it yet. Uh, I'm not going to look too far down the road, and we're going to try to beat the Colts and. Um, that's where I'm at with it. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? 
Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.